This is It's Real with Jordan and Denny. And um, we're going to have a really cool band today on the show. They are called The Snuts. They are a Scottish band. And I was super excited to have them today because I opened for them at Mercury Lounge um, a few years ago. And to see the to see them play like in person for the first time it was unlike anything else and um and they're on tour right now and they're doing big things and they just released an album called burn the empire so we're gonna get real on the show today and welcome the snuts So here's a story, you guys. I opened for the Snuts a few years ago at Mercury Lounge. And correct me if I'm wrong, it was your first New York show? Yes, that's correct. Actually, our first and only. We've never played in New York since. Really? Yeah, yeah. First and only. That's insane. Okay, well, here's the thing about that experience, right? I hadn't met, like, I didn't meet you guys prior to that night. Um... But I will say, when I saw you guys perform, I was like, who are they? You know, like, now people are like, oh, who is she? Like, I was there like, yo, who are these guys? Honestly, one of the tightest bands I've ever seen. Like, you guys are so in tune and tight as an ensemble. It's like you guys have been playing for, like, decades together or hundreds of years or something like that. Um, and the music was just so fresh, so fresh and unlike anything I've heard. So tell us about how you guys kind of molded your sound and from the beginning. Um, well, it's actually interesting you say that it sounded like we've known each other for decades because we literally have known each other for about, I've known Joe and Jordan um, for about 15 years. So it is, it's been a, a relationship that's a long time in the making. Um, I actually went to, we call it nursery, but you guys will call it kindergarten with uh, <laughs> yeah, they were actually in my, my kindergarten class um, so we've known each other for a while and I think that's a huge a huge factor in our sound it's just like we really know each other as people and we know what buttons to push and what buttons not to push especially in a, in a recording environment um, so I think that is kind of how we've got such a tight knit sound because we are actually so tight knit that's true it's almost like you learned how to songwrite and play your instruments simultaneously Oh, oh, genuinely, like Joe, literally, Joe, the reason Jack and Joe knew each other is Joe taught Jack guitar. Oh, Jack started playing guitar. Um, and then he kind of, like, Joe probably arguably knows the most about uh, guitar music, like, about playing guitar. He knew the most, sorry. Um, so we all kind of learned off him. Um, so we've, we've got very similar styles to each other, but everybody brings their own flavour as well, which is nice. So when was the moment that you guys were like, because a lot of people, like, get together and jam, and start a band and maybe never see it through. Um, when was the moment you guys were like, we're a band now and we're taking this to the next level? Uh, do you know, I actually, I remember me and Jack went on holiday with each other to a, to a music festival in Spain. And it was like, we'd been up all night and it was like maybe like seven in the morning and it was just like me and him in the balcony. Um, and we were pretty, can I swear on this? Yeah, 
so we were like pretty fucked up and uh we were listening to like old the demos ask us that we're like oh shit sorry Talking, Sorry. talking to myself. No, it's just oh, funny. Yeah. Come on the show and they're like, "Can we search?" Like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we were pretty fucked up on the balcony, and we were listening to like old demos that we'd recorded when we were like maybe seventeen or something, and we were like, "Shit, the band were actually like, because we'd been together, like we played together since we were like fifteen, like in local pubs and stuff." Um, but we were bad. We were really bad at our instruments, and we just used to go because they would let us drink in the venues. So we were like, we loved that element of it. Those free drink tickets. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So, and and they would kind of like turn a blind eye that we were actually it was illegal for us to be in there. Um, so that was quite nice. But then we decided we kind of disbanded, and then we were on this balcony. Fast forward like three years, we we're on this balcony, pretty fucked up, listening to old demos that we'd done when we were younger. And we were like, man, the band were actually pretty decent. We should maybe try and get that back together. And then we got them back together. And then from that, it was just kind of, we recorded Glasgow. And then after that, we were away with the head down. That's insane. Also, I mean, speaking of where you guys are from, what is the music scene like there? You know, and how has that contributed to your sound? Um, but when we were younger, sorry, I also need to watch my, Accent, I know, like it must be quite yeah, tough. Yes, I understand. I'm, it's I'm cool accent, man. It's like you. Yeah. Try to like tone it back because um, definitely some words that I use are, like won't translate. Um, but I'm trying my best, so bear with me. Oh, good. Yeah, I understand everything. Um, good, good. I'm glad. Um, so, sorry. What was the question? <laughs> what was the question again? Basically, so from where you're from, first of all, where you guys? What's the city that you guys are from exactly? Um, so it's not a city, it is a tiny, tiny mining town. Is that what you call it, yeah. In Scotland, central Scotland, called Whitburn. And it's like, it's got a population of about 11,000 people. Um, That's the thing, yeah. It's so rare that, like, a band of your guys is, you know, you guys are really killing it right now. Um, and repers, do you rep where you came from? And, like, would you say that your sound is a contribution to uh scotland uh probably well the, the you know the first record is actually called wl and lots of people think it meant west lovian which is like the region that we're from but it actually meant whipburn lippy which is like like in scotland they're called young teams and it's like a team of young people <laughs> and like that? it's like i don't want to say it's a gang because it's not a gang a gang makes it feel like it's fucking fully criminal activity it's it's just like a collection of people Young people. Can you, yeah. guys, can you teach me some um, Scottish slang just for like us, you know, Americans, uh, maybe learn something? So there's there's one, uh, it's like, haw you, you fucking dobber, right? And that means, what? like, like <laughs> haw you is to get somebody's attention. And then your haw fucking you. dobber would be like, you dick. So, so a dobber translates to a dick. <laughs> oh, wow. Phenomenal. That's what. What in the world? You got another one? I'm what's trying. the most common? What's the most common slang word? Oh, do you guys have a version of "yo"? We were like "yo," like especially from New York, we're like "yo." This is crazy. Um, yo, uh, I don't know. I, like "yo" is a greeting, maybe like what's like what's happening. What's so that? So what's happening? <laughs> like what's happening? But just what's say happening? It quickly. Am I uh, doing that? What's happening? 
Uh, you're kind of, I don't know, you're kind of putting like a West Coast twang on it. I think like, what's it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about the album because you guys came in really hot with that first track. Like, you know, I listened to it and, you know, sometimes people come in slow, but that first yeah. track was strong and you guys were making a statement. So what was that? What's the story behind that song and those lyrics? Um, Burn the Empire. So it was like, we just arrived at the studio and the studio was like, uh, it's called Angelic Studios um, in like Middle England. And as we arrived, the, they had like a genuine 20 foot picture of the Queen. Mm. And like, like on the side of the building, like this portrait of the Queen. So I don't know if that subconsciously started us thinking Why about that though. Like what was the point? Because a famous photographer, it was also like there's a big photo there was a big photography studio as well, like in the same complex. And uh, a very famous photographer who used to take pictures of like massive celebrities with their eyes closed had done a what? gallery and his most famous picture was one of the Queen with her eyes closed. And that is like displayed as you enter the, the studio. So there was like this twenty foot picture of the Queen Elizabeth. And uh I don't know if that kind of got us thinking about the empire and stuff and just got us thinking about what was going on in the country. But we arrived at the studio um, and literally that was the first beat that got played. Um, and I had this riff I'd been sitting on for a while. We actually had with demo in, with demo in Glasgow. And we had these two tracks all find when we were writing music. We'll maybe write three songs that are very similar and one of them will win basically one of them will be the 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 final product and like the other ones are almost a development to get to that point so we had these two tracks one was called fm radio and it was just a really high energy really high energy track lots of guitar riffs just like sample drums and stuff um, and then we had another track called motherlands that was like almost the flip side opposite of that it was quite dark and had quite like a serious message and it was like a kind of social commentary on um the politics that that are surrounding us in our country the now um and then out of those two ideas so the vibe of motherlands and the energy of fm radio kind of came together uh the coffee played not that sorry the producer played a drum beat and he was like can you opened it to the room like what have you got and i was like, i've got this riff and started playing the Burn Empire riff. That you know, just just started playing that over this uh, beat. And Jack had already left the studio at this point. He was outside smoking. And uh, we're still here. Oh, I was, I was like, whoa! Just, I've got so much. <laughs> and uh, Jack, Jack was outside smoking, so he could just hear that. Do you know that way you can just like sometimes hear a click track, like do 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 going when he was outside. So I didn't know as I was like putting down this guitar part, he was writing lyrics. So he came back, bursting back into the room, like, I've got lyrics for this, just as I'd finished the guitar part, the bass part. And no the way. Beat part. So then he just straight up just grabbed the mic in the room, like not even in the vocal booth, and just started shouting into the mic. And Coffee, he's like such a, he's he's from Miami, and he's just such like a high energy. <laughs> like in Miami. Like, so he's like proper, like, Miami. he's just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's I Okay. Uh, oh so, By the way, so is Jack the one that like disappears a lot? Like, is he out smoking right now? 
Yeah, Jack. I, I've not. I've not seen Jack this morning. I seen. I seen him first thing this morning. Then he. Then he goes away. Because you guys are on tour. You guys are like playing shows at this. Yeah, moment. I'm, I'm actually on. A, I'm on the bus right now. Oh wow! Can we see your tour bus? You, is it like a little tour? Who are you having the bus right now? Is it just you? So this is just wow. me. Wow. Now, when you guys started was because this tour bus looks pretty decked out i'm not gonna lie i've seen certain bands go on tour and it really looks like it's a situation like you got six people in a van made for three people and uh, everyone's sleeping so did it start out that way even like we're just back from europe and that's what europe was like because we're not making any money over there so like yeah. europe was exactly it was like 12 people on a bus that was designed for 10 people Everything, everyone was sleeping. That's, in the life, that's, that's, it. That's, that's the story. That's it. It's all part of the struggle. Uh, do you know, I actually watched, have you ever seen the the film about Queen, like Freddie Mercury? I th Actually, I did. Yeah. Why? What's up? Well, I, I watched that and I hated it because it didn't really show any of the struggle mm -hmm. of the band. It just showed you them like propelling off into superstardom. And I love, and wow. you know, like a band documentary when you really see the struggle. Like, I think that's, like, the most authentic part of any band's life when, like, things aren't doing that good, how well how well they stay together. I think that is, like, like the most important part. Um, so Europe definitely felt like a struggle. But now we're in the UK, the venues are bigger and we can actually afford a tour bus, which is nice. It's funny you mention that because I bet that bands from your hometown or just bands in general... Um, that maybe are just starting out can look at you guys and say, wow, there's so much success. But I guess no one really knows the fact that you guys, and just like for every artist, you know, there's also a team of like, there's a team behind you guys and there's a story. So what maybe was the hardest part of your guys' career, despite like all the success that's coming right now and you guys are on tour and the, the, the shows seem crazy. Tell us about the hardest part. Um, you know, we used to like share. So when we first started out, we'd like book a, a room for two people, but four people would stay in it. And we really? would sleep in it. Like me and I, me and Jack used to share a bed. Like he would sleep at the top and I would sleep at the bottom. Like, oh just, my like, God. I know. It was a bunk bed though, right? Sorry? Like a bunk bed. No, just like just a single bed. But like we had to like sleep. So I would sleep like my head at the bottom and he would sleep his head at the top. So it would like top and tail it was That's bad when my friend victoria when we when we have sleepovers because my friend victoria is like a crazy sleeper like she right. stayed over for a few weeks over my house and uh yeah we had to do that way because she like i'll wake up and her she's like this so i'm like girl we gotta cut one head here so i get that that's um, funny but it's good it brings you closer together um so we used to have to do that we've had like gigs that we would sleep on you know those like like inflatable lilos that you would buy for like a swimming pool so it's like a long bed that you blow up yes we used to sleep on that and stuff because there wasn't enough beds um but i think all the horrible things there's, there's been loads it's like it's actually been that long since we've had to do it though that it's starting to like fade away in my memory <laughs> and i'm starting yeah. to just like, get used to having a tour bus in a hotel room and stuff that is super inspiring well, okay, one thing I really want to touch base on as well was you guys put a statement a few hours ago, and I read it, but I didn't really understand. Maybe it was just because I was, like, just waking up, but 
Um, guys put out a statement about pigeons in New York. Yeah. So I honestly didn't really understand what was happening. Can you let <laughs> know what was happening? So basically, it was just it was just kind of going into the background of the songs a bit because I sometimes feel, especially when you release a new record, it sometimes takes a, a while for people to totally understand the concept behind the songs and like why you're actually speaking about the stuff you're speaking about. So Jack had the idea this morning just to like lay it out bare for people and be as honest as he possibly could about like where each track came from and like the kind of purpose and the intention behind each track. Um, so I think with Pigeons, he just wanted to really lay it out bare that the full song came from conversation, like it came from the conversation we were having in the room. Um, there, was, there was maybe seven bodies in the room us as a band from central scotland um sorry somebody's at my door it seems sorry wild fan I know, some, <laughs> somebody's coming into the, the interview space two seconds come to take these nuts away yeah okay. i do through the the door um yeah sorry so the, the full song was kind of birthed from conversation in the room. Um, there were seven people in the room and everybody came from such different backgrounds. Coffee was from Miami, Nat was from London, Dan the engineer was from London, but I think his parents are from Portugal. Um, and we were obviously from central Scotland. But the, the ongoing theme in the conversation was is no matter how vast the differences seemed initially between our different the way we were grew up, the, the places we grew up, culturally how we were raised, there was so much more in common than we had different from each other. Like even stories and like just slang words that we we're using. I was like Nat was saying I a lot, which is quite mad for like a English person to say the word I, like as in like I as in yes, like in Scotland I means yes. So if like somebody asks you I'm like did you do that, you say I. So but like lots of Caribbean slang is very similar and his his family all come from a proper caribbean background um so just as we were getting into that stuff nat started talking because he was quite frustrated i think as a black man people always just say black culture and that really really fucked him off because black culture is so vast like there's like afro culture proper caribbean culture black people that are born and bred in Britain or in America and they come from that culture there's like West Indian culture so there's so many different cultures surround black culture and he found it so frustrating that everybody was just grouped in to one term when in reality there is so much more in common than there is different so I just think he was frustrated and he was trying to use an analogy that when like a pigeon in London sees a pigeon from Africa they don't see each other as a an English or a African pigeon. They just see each other as normal pigeons. So it was almost like a just it was just a joke to start with. It was just like he was getting riled up and he doesn't say a lot. Nat doesn't say a lot. So when you could see him getting like passionate about something, it was quite interesting to watch. And then he just came out with that line, Do you know, a pigeon pigeon in New York doesn't look at a pigeon from London. And then from that, Jack was just in the background and he, and he doodles a lot on guitar. So he was just sitting, playing along his guitar and kind of just like mouthing lyrics away to himself and then opened it up to the room and everyone was Googling, like, is there pigeons in Kingston? Do you get pigeons in Queensland? Do you know, do you, just Googling all these fucking terms 
And it turns out you get pigeons in most places, by the way. Like pigeons exist right across the world. Uh, and then that's this entire joke that we were having in the room just turned into a song. And I think it's really touching because it came from such like a simple place and came from such a simple conversation. And and it's bare bones, the concept is so simple. But when you start to look a bit deeper, it really stitches together that we live in one world and we should be united no matter what our differences is culturally or where you're from or where you're at. Realistically, humans are humans and pigeons are pigeons. So we should all just get along. I don't even know if that made any sense. I'm I actually haven't, yeah, I haven't gotten to that track on the album yet. Um, Cause I was just, I like to listen from top to bottom. Yeah. Yeah. But I do stand behind the fact that you guys are standing behind your artistic freedom and expression and um and you know i mean it's easy for in any like especially nowadays for things to be like misconstrued or whatever but hey that's freaking art and i appreciate you guys also for always when you feel like there's something that your fans misunderstand that you guys are one of the only artists i see putting up a statement online saying, hey guys, talking directly to the people that listen to your music and being as open and honest and vulnerable as possible. You guys are one of the only bands um, or artists in general that do that. And I commend you for that. I think that's super dope. Thank you, thank you. But I, that, like you say, it's, it's important to be transparent with your fans as well, um, just so they're on the same page as you. And so they can understand what you mean. Because <laughs> sometimes like, you can go through life just saying stuff and people never really understand what it means so it's good just to have that clarity and just be quite matter of fact about it okay fuck yeah i'm loving this sweater what do we have what are we what are we wearing today what's this band do you guys what kind of band are you guys are you just wearing the same things every day for every show or do you guys have different like costumes do you guys coordinate what you wear You're like nah guys we have to look cool though you can't wear all black because i'm wearing black today what's the deal with like the style of this net um, it kind of changes, so I would say like Jack's currently he's the, he's all black at the moment. He's um, he's got a leather jacket on, polo neck vibes, um, and a pair of Cuban heels, four inch Cuban heels. I'm sorry, uh, what? Four inch Cuban heels. He wears Cuban heels. What are these? What are Cuban heels? I've never heard of that. You know how the Cuban heels? They're like no. um, platforms. Yeah, right now I'll just get a picture of the Cuban heels. What? This is a Cuban heel. This is like his tour, like shoe, his special tour shoe. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if this is the specific pair. <laughs> this is a. <laughs> oh no! Where's the camera? Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh yes. Super. That's like um. That's very trending right now. Actually, I think I shot this thing like a month ago or so and it was like all that for boys and girls nice nice thing are you more of the like but it's definitely like a certain style are you more yeah. of the like casual dress um, right, right now i'm pretty casual i'm wearing this jumper a pair of gray jeans and a pair of trainers at the moment but also, I have a pair. My my gig clothes would probably be like a pair of dress trousers, a pair of like I've got a pair of Doc Martens shoes, and tonight I'm wearing an old Vietnam jacket, which 
fish from Vietnam. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? What do you mean? Where did you get this jacket from? A uh, military store. Really? Yeah. So it was from. Yeah. So so I so it's like a, so so they repurpose military stuff. So like so at the end of a war or whatever, they like take all the stuff back in, and then years pass and they repurpose it. So it's like That's military, so cool. but it's just like a jacket. One of my favorite things to ask when we have bands on the show is like, what part does each player play? Um, because usually, you know, you have like the annoying one, the one that steals the ox, you know, and yeah. you have like the, the mom or dad of the crew, the one that takes care of everybody, the one that like you can't find, probably it's Jack because he's outside smoking somewhere, you can't find him. He said, I hadn't seen him this morning, but, you know. Yeah. So what kind of roles does each guy play in this band? So I would say like Jordan, the drummer, is like the chiller. He's just kind of happy to sit and just watch films on his phone and stuff uh, <laughs> he's like, like you know call of duty yeah stuff, his PS3 on like, the tour bus. yeah loves that kind of shit and uh constantly in a tracksuit um and just smokes lots and lots of cigarettes um and then joe he's like the resident stoner so he just okay. smokes from night to then night today, sorry, he just blazes. Um, you can't really ever find Joe. Like Joe, right now, I couldn't tell you where Joe is. <laughs> and then I, I did, we, you know, we had a day off yesterday, and I seen Joe once, and then it turned out he'd left the bus and booked into a hotel and stuff. I didn't even know. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you've got me. I'm just like. I'm quite easy going, quite easy going. I'm quite emotional, an emotional person. Aww. Um, so we have the sweetheart of the group right here. Yeah, that's me. Um, Aww. <laughs> and then Jack, he's like, uh, takes it quite seriously. Sorry, my ears just popped. Uh, mm. um, he takes it quite seriously, takes himself quite seriously. Mm. Um, he's definitely the the patriarch of, is it patriarch? He's like not a matriarch, like a the father. The father. Like, but like like the musical father. The father figure. Yeah, no, nah, no father figure. He, he is like the <laughs> musical father <laughs> figure. It's like the the ideas come from him, mm. and we decorate them. Interesting. So, yeah. Well, to tie this all back full circle, um, back to Mercury Lounge. Yes. I I remember, I don't know who I was talking to outside um, before the show, but it was one of you guys <clears throat> had said, yeah, man, it's it's like our first show here. And like, we don't even know like if anyone's going to pull up. I think it was like a Monday too. And people freaking pulled up. And not only that, like people loved you guys. And it seemed like at that point in time, even you had a very, like strong and dedicated niche fan, you know, group yeah. in New York City and probably in other cities in the States. Um, and to see how you guys have grown is so, honestly, like, is so dope and inspiring. And um, where do you, where do we go from here? Like what's next for you guys? Um. I don't know, but we're currently in a chart battle in the UK with Slipknot and George Michael. 
um, to try and hopefully get a number one album. We are currently third, so we've got to get that out of the way. Um, we're hoping to come back to America as soon as we, we hope to come back to America before. Do you know, I've also only just realised that this is filmed. Like, as I fixed my camera, I, like, I've been sitting... Oh. Like, <laughs> like, oh. talking, like, thinking, thinking I and, and I've just realised it's filmed and I understand <laughs> why it's filmed because I can see myself and I can see you and it makes sense. But yeah, so I like the first first half of this interview, I looked like shit. No. Apologise to everybody for that. It's all good. It's all good. No, I really didn't think that. You, you're you uh, fine. I was like, oh, God, he's so chill. No. I was like, he's so chill. It's like, it's so rock and roll, man. You know, he's just like chilling. He got his, you know. The name of the podcast in the corner and that it makes so much sense why what, what does it say in the corner is it called pop dust yes pop dust. yeah it's just pop dust in the corner so it makes so much sense that this is filmed yeah yeah wow actually no initially yeah so i would just we're hoping to get back to america um we, we actually love it i love new york i think new york's so nice um it's totally different from the west coast of america we can walk places and stuff in New York. So I would love to come back to New York. Um, we really hope to go, we want to go to Mexico as well. We were recently in Mexico, we supported, do you know Louis Tomlinson from One Direction? Yeah. When we supported him uh, recently in Mexico and that just totally opened our eyes wow. to, to like how wild crowds can be. So we hope to come back over there, just see more of the world. And um, we're just back from Europe as well. So that was nice. Um, but yeah, we just hope to travel a lot more Brexit. Uh, Covid and Brexit kind of came together, and it's a perfect storm, and really stopped us travelling for about two or three years. So we really hope to take over, take over on a global market soon. Let's go! We have the audience in the back just bugging yeah. out right now. People are being outside the bus and that. The groupies are banging on the tour bus doors. They're trying to get inside. Please, someone put them under control. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, that's all. You're awesome and so insightful. And I'm so excited for when you come back, because I'll be there. I'll bring all my homies. All your friends. Them. Bring all your friends. Buy tickets, even if they're not coming. Try and get them Absolutely. to buy Oh, hell yeah. And we'll, I mean, hell yeah. No, nah, I'm excited. And yeah. Um, usually this is where Jordan comes on and says, thank you guys, blah, 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 but today I'm doing it solo. But yeah, no, we'll cut it up. And um, yeah, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. Bye. That was Callum of the Snuts. Um, how do you guys feel about those accents? We love an accent. Um, <laughs> This was It's Real with Jordan and Demi. Thank you for being in tune.